What up, world? Surpassed first point guard and Trailblazers reporter Mike Richmond. You are listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and now also on YouTube. We're trying to get to 2,000 subscribers by 2022. That's 2,000 subscribers by the new year. So if you are listening on a podcast feed, go to YouTube right now and subscribe to the show. Help support help support the program, grow our community there. If you're watching on YouTube, smash that subscribe button. It's a new uh, daily podcast, new episode every day of the week, five days a week, the only daily Trailblazers podcast. So yeah, please help help me out. I appreciate it. In today's show, oof, <laughs> the Blazers lose again. Oh man, they're ninth in their last ten games. They're sixth straight. They're fifth straight at home. A 111-107 loss to the Suns. That was frankly pretty entertaining. A good basketball game, but still a loss. A brutal way to end a, a pretty entertaining basketball game. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about a message Damian Lillard delivered to his teammates yesterday at the practice facility, almost in some ways knowing that the struggles were going to come the following night against the Phoenix Suns. And then to close the show, let's talk about the direction this team is headed. Um, in related to Dame's comments, is this team coming or going? It's They've got to decide here over the next you know, 40 days what, what direction they're going to go in. And uh, I think Damon Lord's comments at practice kind of suggest um, maybe direction he wants to go, but is it the right one? That's what we'll do to close the show. But first, let's do what we do at this time. The fastest recap in the West. The Blazers lose 111-107 to the Phoenix Suns. This looked like it might get out of hand early. Suns led by 11 after one, but the Blazers crawled back in it. We're only down five at the break, 49-44. And then they took the lead heading into the fourth quarter. Back-to-back Robert Covington threes put the Blazers up 75-73 after three. And this was this was looking like an impressive Blazer game. They led by as many as six in the fourth quarter, but the Suns crawled all the way back. And Norman Powell and Yusuf Nurkic each split a pair of free throws in the final 32 seconds of the fourth quarter. Chris Paul hit a step back from about 12, 13 feet, send the game to overtime. And what was going to be an impressive win if the Blazers could have just taken care of business at the free throw line turned into, oh no, overtime in a late nationally televised game on TNT. I hope folks on the East Coast stayed up late because it was a vintage Chris Paul game. And it was, like I said, it was a lot of fun. In overtime, the Blazers, they didn't they didn't pull away. A couple important threes from Cam Johnson and uh, and... In the final 10 seconds, again, it came down to free throws. The, Sun cho- the Suns chose to foul early. The the um, the putting Damian Lord on the line with 11 seconds left and a three-point lead. If he hits both, the Suns are up one. The Blazers play the foul game. They have a timeout left. It works. Damian Lord misses the first free throw, makes the second one. Instead, the Blazers are down two. They're forced to foul. It becomes a four-point game, and that's it, and that's all. Damian Lord shot us off at the buzzer, but it only would have cut it to a one-point game, and that's how they lose. 111-107. That's your fastest recap in the West. Damian Lord led the Blazers with 31 points and 10 dimes. Uh, he struggled shooting early, finished 11 of 31 from the floor and 5 of 16 from three, but he this was not a good shooting night from Dame. Like, I, big night, big night, but not... Um, not like a not a super impressive offensive showing despite the big box score numbers um you could see with your eyeballs this was dame kind of still kind of laboring through some stuff hit some big shots but also just didn't you know the Blazers have relied on dame to be so magic at the and in, in late in games and, and in and in overtimes and and like he was you know just this uh, 
the king of clutch all last season and bailed them out of so many games. He's not that. Um, he's he's just he isn't that anymore. Uh, five of sixteen from three actually raises his season average from three. He was shooting under thirty percent coming into the night, twenty nine point six percent from three. Just he just hasn't been himself. Straight up. More on that in a little bit. Um, Sam also played the entire second half and all of, all of the overtime. So uh, if you're scoring at home, that's 29 consecutive game minutes. It's too many. Chauncey Billups said he wanted to take him out at the end of the third, but Dame asked to stay in. And then he wanted to take Dame out at the end of the fourth. And again, Dame asked to stay in. And Chauncey said, you know, he's let him roll with it. Um, I kind of think the job of the coach is to protect Dame from himself. Uh, I you got to steal him some minutes there. I understand you go for it. You de- you know, coming in, you've lost five in a row. Um, you've lost eight of nine. Like, you're... You're in this game, and you and you're leading at end of the third quarter, and you say let's let's go like let's go for it. I understand the reasoning, but 47 minutes is too many minutes. Um, it's too many minutes for for anyone. It's too many minutes for Dame, who's been dealing with some health issues. It's too many minutes on the first night of a back to back. The Blazers play again. I'm recording this late on a Tuesday, but they play Wednesday evening. Um, Against Memphis Grizzlies, it's just it's just too much. Norman Powell had 23 for the Blazers. Uh, Yusuf Nurkic added 17, 13 boards, and five dimes. Uh, I thought Robert Covington had a had a really a really solid game. Happy birthday to Rocco! Celebrate his birthday today. Uh, this again coming off the bench playing he would have played 29 minutes if it hadn't gone to overtime, but he played an OT. He finished with eight points and seven boards. Um, a good Rocco night and props to Rocco for, you know, he got, he got moved out of the starting lineup. The Blazers went with that same starting group of Dame, Norm, Nas, Larry Nance, and Yusuf Nurkic. And Rocco could have easily just kind of bailed on this team, said, you know, they've, uh, you know, I'm, I'm losing my spot. I'm, I might get traded here, like screw this. And I think the last two games have been two of the better Rocco games of the season. Like he's just been in it. And tonight he even made some shots, made two key threes in that third quarter. Um, the problem was on the other side where the Blazers had no answer for the Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton uh, pick and roll action. Like just CP just carved him up in the third quarter uh, and, and kept the, kept the sun sort of right in that game. And so he went to the bench and the Blazers took the lead. And then down the stretch, CP just said, Hey, we're going to get our shots. And in overtime, I'm going to get us to our, you know, you know, hit, hit the shot that's ended OT. And then an OT just made sure the Suns got what they wanted in overtime was absolutely a maestro. Uh, CP finished with 24 points and 14 assists. DeAndre Ayton played 45 minutes. Who boy, he would have played 40 in the regular, uh, in, in the, if the game hadn't gone to regulation, also too many minutes if you're scoring at home. 28 points, 13 boards uh, for Aiden. He was really good. Uh, 17 off the bench for campaign. Uh, made some timely buckets and hit two free throws to ice the game uh, in, in OT. So, oh, you know... <laughs> I, like I said, this game was entertaining. This game was fun. The Moda Center was rocking. It felt good to be in an arena where Blazer fans were hyped. Um, I would say in the first two quarters, the biggest cheers were for the halftime show, which was Red Panda, who is the performer that rides a unicycle and flips bowls from her shin, like bounces it on her foot and shin and flips them onto her head. Uh, an all-time classic. Um, tore ACL a couple of years ago, and Red Panda's kind of uh, performance has slipped a little bit, but one of the all-time great performing acts at halftime, and the the arena was going like nuts for Red Panda, really loud for Red Panda's performance. That was the loudest they'd been, but it woke up in the second half. The Blazers gave them reason to wake up in the second half great close to the third quarter really fun down the stretch and they just came up short the problem is just came up short they're 11 and 17 they started 10 and 1 at home they're now 10 and 6 their fifth straight home loss they've lost six in a row overall and nine of 10 and that only win comes against detroit owners of the longest losing streak in the nba yikes 
And all of that, all of that mess, all of that trouble is why Damon Lord stood in front of his teammates in practice and gave them a decree and a promise about where this team's mindset is going to be at and should be at. And that's what I want to share with you in the second segment, the message that Damian Lillard shared to his teammates at practice on Monday. But before we do that, let me tell you about Stance. It is the company founded in 2009 that just makes cool stuff. In fact, I'm wearing Stance socks as I tell you this right now, but Stance doesn't just make socks. They make underwear and active apparel. They've got a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity, and they bring an atypical aesthetic alongside some of pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in style and self-expression because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel. Look, I learned about Stance because they made socks with Cool pictures of NBA players on them. Uh, the Pete Maravich socks and the James Worthy socks I have. I got some Bill Walton and some Clyde Drexler socks. I got Shaq. I got uh, Wilt Chamberlain on the Lakers socks. Like um, I got a whole bunch of NBA dudes playing basketball on some stance socks. That's what kind of drew me to them. But then I became a believer in the brand because they're really comfy. And then they got into the performance world. They make athletic socks. In fact, they made socks for the NBA. They make Now they make underwear and some other athletic apparel. Uh, I'm a sock person myself, but I... I trust Stance enough and I've been a, a longtime supporter for probably over a decade that I would I, I can't wait to check out some more of their stuff. So Stance really believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in. And that those who feel good do good. So go see for yourself. Register for an account at stance.com and get 15% off your first purchase when you use the promo code locked on at checkout. Enjoy the color and comfort of life less ordinary with Stance. All right. So we gave you fastest recap in the West. Blazers lose to the Suns. Another one. Another loss. In fact, a fun game. A fun game, like I said, but a brutal ending. And a brutal ending because it felt so familiar. Of course, they 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 found a way to, to uh, kick this away. This wasn't a game where they let go of the rope. It wasn't a game where they quit. It wasn't a game where they got blown out. They had those last week. Now they're back to sort of being competitive, but it still ends with this same feeling. Um, I talked about in a previous podcast that we're kind of over praising the Blazers for, for playing hard. Playing hard is like a prerequisite for like being a team that exists in the NBA. So I'm not doing that. But I do think the game was fun until a really brutal, really disheartening ending. And in fact, if you've made it this far into the podcast, you're 11, 12 minutes into this podcast, like you're committed, you're committed to this team. And that's good because Damian Lord delivered a message that speaks to that level of commitment. He he told reporters after the game, um, I was in the room, but it's not my question. Jason Quick asked him a question about how do you kind of stop, um, how do you stop momentum from spiraling in the wrong direction? Because momentum is, it you know, at least, uh, you know, people believe that momentum can roll in either way. And it kind of, once it gets going, it, it really spirals out of control. And, and Quick asked Dame, like, how do you stop it from when it starts going the wrong way from stop stopping it getting there? And he said that, um, you know, he, he actually addressed this, that exact thing because the Blazers were in a bad place, you know, lost a bunch of games in a row are in it, are absolutely sputtering and find themselves just, um, trending towards being a bad team. And he stood in front of his teammates after practice on Monday and addressed them briefly. And he said, uh, this isn't the full quote, but I'll read, I'll read you a portion of it that I've transcribed. He says, it's a lot of teams that experience this every year. And this is that moment. This is the moment that a lot of teams choose to pack it in. And they just fold and they become one of those bottom teams. And I just said, that's not who we are. Dame continued, we dig out and we find a way. 
And we're going to do that once again. It's not easy and it's not comfortable, but it's what we do. Dame pointed to his fourth year in the league when the Blazers started really poorly. And he pointed to last season when uh, they didn't get off to the start they kind of wanted to and had to had to figure out and get to back to where they wanted to be in terms of, um, you know, playoff picture. But Dame standing in front of his teammates and delivering this message also included a caveat. And he mentioned this when he spoke to, to, to the media to, after the game. Um, it's not going to come all at once. He said it might be, we might lose a couple more games in a row before we get there. That would be an 0-4 homestand losing to Memphis and Charlotte. Totally on the table. Absolutely on the table. Uh, Damian Lillard, very realistic here. But, um, you know, I, I think there's a couple things here. One is like, you know, he says, I know we're struggling and and it's not going to be a quick fix, but we are not, we are going to keep our minds right, keep our focus right, because we're going to bounce back. And the only reason that we wouldn't bounce back is because we let go. And the, his message is plenty of teams in this league quit in this spot. There are the teams just become bad. There are bad teams in the league. And then many ways they're bad because they see themselves in the position the Blazers are in. They're 11 and 16. They've lost nine of 10. They just, they're, they've had some health issues. And even when they're healthy, they've been bad. Damon Lord's having the worst shooting season of his career. He's, he's having one of the least efficient shooting seasons in the NBA this entire season. Uh, among players with at least 153-point attempts, Damon Lord is the second least efficient three-point shooter in the league. He's been bad, and he admitted that. He said, I'm not proud of the way I'm shooting. But his message to his team was that we don't, is that w- the reason that we're going to turn this around is because we're not going, we are not going to let it get away. And by that, I mean... I, some of it is, there is uh, just a skill part of this. There is a talent part of this, and that is that is the brutal truth of the NBA. It is a talent league, and sometimes you're not good, and you lose, and sometimes you're not good, and you lose, and you and that happens 52 times a year. Uh, the Blazers are probably better than that talent-wise, and if they can get healthy, they can push to something like, something that appears to be um, normal mediocre, like a 41-win team, right? But Dame, Dame's point is that at this juncture, at the at the thirty game mark, some teams some teams let let the cart go off the cliff. Some teams just say, "Hey, we can't pull the brakes. We can't turn this around. We can't stop the momentum. We're okay with being bad." And Dame's message was, "None of us can be okay with being bad." In fact, AJ McCord of Coin News asked a follow up question after Dame told this story about speaking to the team on Monday and said, "How how was that received?" And Dame said. It was received well because if it wasn't received well, there would be a problem. And I think this speaks to sort of the leadership and the mentality of Damian Lord is that he refuses to, um, you know, when when all the signs point to this thing being a mess and this thing being broken, Dame will stand in the mess or stand in the fire as he as the phrase he used tonight and say, all right. We're going to get out of this. I know it's burning right now, but we're going to get out of this. And we're going to get out of this because I'm determined to do so. And you all are going to be as determined as I am because I'm going to set the tone and you're going to follow. I think there's something, it speaks to who Dame is as a person that this was his message. That, hey, it's not going to be easy. Hey, it might not be fast. But hey, we're going to do it because there is no other way. And we've done it before. We, like, uh, every year this happens to teams and it's even happened to us. And you know what we do is we push forward and become a a team that makes the playoffs. I think that's the catch for me. I really do. 
because I do think the Blazers can turn this around. Like, I can look at the standings and know that they're not in a good spot right now. That if the, that if it started, if the playoffs started today, which they don't because it's uh, December 14th for uh, for those of you scoring at home, like if it started today, they're not in the play in turn. They're not in the play in round. They're not in. They don't get a play in game. They don't get to to play, uh, you know fight for their postseason lives or fight for a postseason chance. They, they're not, they wouldn't have that opportunity because they're scuffling. But I also know that they're not like so far out of it that, um, you know, winning whatever four of six wouldn't put them right back in a position where they're, um, where they're there, right? Uh, there's a bunch of mediocre teams at the West. I, I think that's true. And I think Dame's sentiment is that like some teams that are in our position are going to quit and they're going to be one of these bottom and bad teams. And we are not, and we are going to keep treading water and then eventually we'll find our stride and swim out of this, um, swim out of the breakers, whatever analogy you want to use. And, and, and I, 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 I like, I respect Dame because that is the most Damian Lillard approach to where this season is. And, it couldn't be more authentically Dame than 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 saying, "Hey, I know times are tough, but we're going to do this because we do it." He is determined and kind of like um, optimistic to a fault, or maybe just like um, brutally optimistic. And 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 like I said, he's determined and stubborn, and it's is who he is. And even his playing style is in some ways determined and stubborn, and um, maybe a little ambitious and optimistic. That's why someone who decides that he's going to shoot thirty five footers six seasons into his career, like. Um, it's who he is. It's what he plays like. It's what he speaks like. It's what he believes. It's he's it's it's authentically Damian Lillard. But part of me worries that this is Sisyphus. And if, the, if those of you who don't know who that is, this is the guy who's pushing the rock up the hill and destined to keep pushing the rock up the hill forever because he gets to the top and it rolls back down and he pushes it back up again. This is the Sisyphean effort. Sisyphean? It's been a while since I took Latin class. Uh, and that's Greek anyways. Uh, but um, like there is a sort of Sisyphus part to this is that the Blazers might push uphill and they might get there and they're seventh in the West. And they meet this Suns team in the playoffs. And what does that do ya? That's what I want to talk about in the third segment to close the show, is what direction is reasonable for this team to head? I think it's commendable Dame's, Dame's belief. I think it's commendable his message. I think it's believable and on brand and the type of thing you would want your team leader to say. But is it like the right idea? Let's talk about that to close out the show. But before we do that, let's talk about Bill Bar, the best tasting protein bar that there is. They're not messing around. They're just making delicious protein bars. Comes in a, like a kajillion different flavors. I was going to say a million, but that's probably that's probably too many. But uh, you, whatever your flavor palette is, you're into raspberry or orange or mint brownie or uh, double chocolate, salted caramel, you'll find something you like. Uh, my personal favorites are peanut butter brownie and cookies and cream. But... Whatever it is, you're going to find something you like covered in 100% chocolate with a candy bar-like texture. And in addition to being a delicious protein bar, they also pack a punch with 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and no more than 5 grams of net carbs. All tasty, all healthy. Go get yourself some. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. 
Today's show is also brought to you by BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. And I'm talking all of your sports action, whether it's football, uh, college bowl season is upon us. We're about to head into the football, the uh, NFL playoffs, whether it's basketball in the meat of the regular season, heading into uh, the marquee days on your Christmas, uh, Christmas basketball here uh, in a couple weeks. Uh, or if you want to bet on, on uh, soccer abroad, you want to bet on hockey, you want to bet on uh, combat sports, you want to play your vag- favorite Vegas casino games, it's all there at betonline.ag. And if you go right now and use the promo code Locked On, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus when you're making your first deposit. So don't wait. Go take advantage of this great deal. That's betonline.ag. BetOnline, where the game starts. Still a pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond. You're still listening to Locked on Blazers. Look, Damon Lode's got the right attitude. They've done it before. They can do it again. We dig out and we find a way. And we're going to do that once again. Yeah, I mean, Dame's, Dame is Dame is who he is. But I, my question, is that the right move? When this show comes out, it's going to be out on December 15th. It'll be the beginning of trade season in the NBA. Um, Not that the floodgates open. I don't expect any, like, there might be a trade or two in the next week. But I would expect, uh, if I had to get the over-under, if I was going to bet online and betting the over-under at one half, I'm smashing the under. It is not, like, it is not... Deadline spur actions. All December 15th does is allow for the real conversations and the real moves to happen. Although conversations have already been happening, but now it can be, you can get a little more real because you can actually go to the league office and say, hey, we agreed to a trade. Let's make it happen. December 15th is the beginning of trade season. And the Blazers are, are almost certainly going to be active at trade season. They're, they're, I would say that it is a very real chance that CJ McCollum has played his last game as a Portland Trailblazer and he gets traded before he returns to the court. I think that Robert Covington and, and Yusuf Nurkic are likely to get traded. I think there's an outside chance that Anthony Simons, because he's the best sweetener the Blazers have in the roster, is also traded. Uh, no guarantee with that last one, but I think Rocco, Nurk, and, and CJ McCollum are very, very likely to not be on the roster when um, after the February 10th deadline. But it's not going to happen tomorrow. Um, or today, if you're listening to this, when it comes out. Like, it's not going to happen on December 15th. And if it does, we'll have another podcast for you, so you won't even have to listen to this part where I'm wrong. But the point is, like, the Blazers kind of, they're going to have this group for a little bit. And they can try to pull out with this group and dig out, or to use Damon Lillard's term, and and find a way um, like they've done in the past. But my question is, knowing that it's, time to make trades and knowing where they are in the standings and knowing what the reward is for truly getting out of this hole, getting out of the fire. What, what is the best direction for this team? Um, is the best direction retooling around Dame with getting a bunch of veterans and going for it this year, as I'm sure Dame wants to do. Well, you know, like just listening to him today, I don't think this is a new, you know, maybe it's Damian Lord with a little more perspective, but it's still the same stubborn and optimistic Damian Lord who says, you know, let's make a couple of trades, get, get some new parts, get a little rhythm going. And, you know, maybe we end up six. And if we end up six, oh, we could play the jazz and we might be able to beat the jazz because we can spread out their perimeter defense and if we beat the Jazz, we're really set up because then we're in the second round. You know, it's like I can see the wheels turning for Dame, the optimism turning for Dame. And my question is, 
Do you look at any of the three teams who are the three really good teams in the West in Golden State, Utah, and Phoenix and give the Blazers even a puncher's chance to win a second game in that series? I don't right now, and I don't think they have the trade assets to get me to a point where I'm like, hell yeah, this team's like, this is an upset type team. I would, it would be fun to be wrong because I would love to um, talk about winning basketball on this podcast. I'm going to record a daily podcast regardless of what happens, um, but like, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be fun if this team got really good? But I don't think they're going to, I don't think they can get there with what they have this year. So is there, is there another solution? Is there another path where the Blazers kind of tear it down a little bit? I don't, I don't think I'm in favor of the full on rebuild. I'm not saying trade Damon Lord. That is, that's, I'm not there yet. Um, I'm not not there yet. I'll be honest with y'all, but I'm not there yet. Uh, I, I don't think, you know, I think you, you, you get draft picks in order to draft Damian Lillard. Like that's, that's what you do. Um, and as bad as he's been shooting, I'm of the belief that at some point he can get healthy and be a good basketball player again. I just watched 36 year old Chris Paul. Dame is not that, but he, the re, but to think that I think that Dame could be a good basketball player at 32 and 33 no doubt about it like I think the remainder of this contract he could still be one of the very good players in the league I think it's more more stunning that Dame isn't hasn't been good at all this year than the other direction right like I don't if you're like well he's 31 and a half of course he's struggling like um were, were you saying that in August where were you um <laughs> I, I, I maybe you were uh but in any case like I just think I think there's a direction where you trade veterans and you trade them for, you take risks. You trade for Jeremy Grant with a busted thumb and you say, hey, he's not going to play for a few months. We're going to be bad. And you tell Dame, hey, do you need, is there a surgical option that can get you right? Or is two months down and a whole bunch of PT, can that get your body right to get going? Okay, well, in February, when we get to the trade deadline and we're still eight games under 500, we're going to shut you down and we're going to call it this year. I think you have to decide what the direction you want to be. Do you want to be a team that chases that seven, you know, eight, eight or seventh or sixth in the West and gets summarily booted out of the playoffs just because you want to be a playoff team? Or, or do you really think about the real future of this franchise? And do you make trades? Do you trade Covington and trade Nurk and trade CJ for, um, you know, high upside players or guys that are, you know, that you that you project to be much better in in the following season than they will be say in March, right? Like guys who can guys who can grow and then you can give yourself a little more flexibility and all of these things. Are the Blazers going to be a, a player in free agency? Absolutely not. So like clearing up cap space doesn't really matter to me. That's that's not the goal. The goal would be can you get some some better, more athletic defenders? Can you keep your draft pick and then hit on a draft pick? Can you like, can you knock a couple dominoes down such that like you're set up better in the fall with a new, younger, better group, or at least a significantly different group, which also means punting games that matter in April and March. I think that's, I'm not there yet. I'm not on the teardown yet, but I do think when I look at Dame today and when I listen to Dame today saying, we're going to dig out of this because we do, I wonder to myself, are we sure this is the right path? Because, well, I do think you could make the opposite kind of trades and trade for sort of win now lateral veterans that kind of keep you in, in the hunt. Um, and, and staying in the hunt might be the goal of the ownership. You know, the playoffs might matter to them and it might matter to Dame to be back in the playoffs, quite frankly, too. So... I think the Blazers are 
as we enter trade season as and as you enter the realities of who they have to trade, uh, conceivably you could throw Norman Powell and Larry Nance Jr. on and and Nazir Little on the list too, along with Ants and along with CJ and Rocco and Nurk. Like conceivably every non-Dame player on the roster is available. And in another world, they're not going to do it this year, but in like another world, there's a Dame trade out there. Um, but that's not what the franchise wants to do now. So like, I think how I don't want, I don't, I'm not in favor as I sit here today on December 14th as saying, tear, tear it down. But I am not to the point where I say on December 14th, go for it, make the trade like, you know, where I was in July, try absolutely retool this roster to go for it with Dame one last time. I'm not sure I believe that right now. I, I, I think you have to really consider what you have to consider your options and what the path forward is. This is like, I'm, I'm dealing in real vagaries here because you don't know what the goals of sort of every other team in the league is. And I think as we get closer to the trade deadline, we'll get there as we get into the new year and all that stuff, we'll kind of get there and see uh, what other, what other, you know, what other, the other 29 teams in the league want to accomplish. And that can help inform what the, how, what the Blazers have available to them. But I don't think, um, well, I agree with the, well, I sort of commend the sentiment from Dame to push for it and go for it. I think there is a reality that suggests maybe not. And I am firmly on the fence right now of maybe not. And I'm probably leaning towards maybe not go for it. Like this team doesn't look one trade away. And if there are several trades away, are you going to hit them all and be correct? And if you hit them all and are correct, how correct are you? Are you fifth in the West correct? Are you seventh in the west correct and is the reward of being seventh in the the west worth it or would you rather just miss the playoffs this year have have it be a blown up year keep your draft pick and push forward from there and 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 hope you get correct when you draft ninth in the draft right like hope you get right and you get an immediate contributor and all of these you know all of those sort of like um pie in the sky wishes that when you end up with a draft pick that you hope it'll be like i think you got to keep that option open because it's going to come a time, you know, end of January when you do have to make a decision. And I think you have to accept the reality that this might already, as we stand here today, be a lost season. Dame might be right. They might pull out of this and get where they want to go and end up being a, a competitive playoff team again because the, the the bottom of the West is pretty mediocre and the Blazers with a little better health and, a, and a tweaks around the edges to improve the roster could get there. But there is a reality that this team just isn't very good right now. And I think you have to entertain the idea that not very good right now might also mean not very good in February. And it might be time to admit that this isn't the year that Damian Lillard's stubborn optimism is correct. And this is the year, this is one that proves the exception, that the Blazers are one of these teams that comes to this moment and packs it in and decides to be a bad team because it might be the best path forward. I think that's the reality we're at. Guess what? Blazers play again tomorrow. Another good team, the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, are we going to be back here again talking about the harsh realities of a bad loss that was a little bit entertaining? Hopefully not. Hopefully they win a game. We talk about a win. We talk about bouncing back. We talk about Dame being back. Um, all of the sort of my pessimism that has ended this show kind of blows up in my face. Let's hope. Let's hope I'm wrong. Wouldn't it be nice if I'm wrong? And that would be what a, what a wonderful day. Um, if you could tweet at me at Mike G. Rich and say, Gotcha, dummy. <laughs> um, d- please don't do that. Be nice to me on the internet. Um, I'm, a, I'm a sensitive fellow. In any case, 
in addition to being a sensitive fellow, I'm also someone who produces a podcast five days a week right here in my basement. It's available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. If you're listening to the podcast now, please go to YouTube and subscribe to the show. We're trying to get to 2,000 subscribers by 2022. We can't do it without your help. So go to YouTube right now, search Locked on Blazers and subscribe to the show. I would truly appreciate it. Uh, we'll recap the Memphis Grizzlies uh game it's the word i'm looking for that will be in your sh- that will be in your feed on thursday and friday jason quick will join the show uh his weekly spot here on the show and we will talk about the week that was and what's next for the trailblazers so don't miss any of those shows appreciate listening talk to you soon